In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It's always tough when you do these shows in the middle of a major championship. We tape during the week. It airs on Saturday mornings on WJFK, 7 a.m. And if you're looking for up-to-date analysis scores or stuff from the first two days of the PGA Championship, you're not going to get it here. Sorry to say, it just is what it is. But we are going to talk about Oak Hill, the PGA Championship, and more. John Gould is not with us. He's up performing his PGA of America duties. But let's say hello to the gang as it exists. John Ronis, the director of golf at River Creek. Hello, Mr. Ronis. Golf Thank you. Clap Great to be you. here, guys. Buddy Christensen of Golfdom. How are you, my friend? Happy to Good have to you guys see you. in the new Rockville store. And Christopher Johnson, CJ, otherwise known as the executive director of the Salute Military Golf Association. I've got my hat here. Big golf clap for that. Beautiful. Right there. Beautiful. Uh, you, and, uh, you and local pro Jim Estes are doing great work for our veterans. We're going to talk about that in just a second. So before we get going here, I have put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Nice. Okay. With a good reason. Yeah. I'm leaving for our annual Pinehurst trip with the guys, the Malcolm McLeod Memorial. No, nobody died. It's just somebody with a boarding pass that said Malcolm McLeod, which was very close to Mike McGowan. <laughs> Had his pass swiped inadvertently when those guys were late getting to the check-in counter, and he was just like rushing, like ah, I gotta use cutting ahead of people, and they ended up taking both guys' passes. Wow. So poor Malcolm Ooh. got screwed. He's like, oh, "What happened? Amazing. What happened to my pass? Where'd it go?" Right. So anyway, this is the annual trip. It's a great trip. We love it, but it's you know it's a golf trip. Stuff happens. Mm-hmm. There has been a handicap explosion. Handicap controversy, controversy explosion, of course, at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And so this phone, buddy, has been beep, 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 uh, blowing up left and right. Uh-oh. Well, as it should. This is, <laughs> this is major stuff you got to figure out. <laughs> well, you know, people are saying, how come we're not using true up-to-the-date handicaps? And I'm like, because I cut it off a week ago. Because I said so. Right. That's, that's a good reason, because yeah. I yeah. said so. Yeah. But one of the guys who I trust, and he's a Marine, so, of course, yep. salute. <laughs> sure. He reported an eight. He's really a six. Not any, not through any nefarious means. It's just he has been moving a lot. He lived in Arizona, then moved to Vegas. That was a bad idea. Moved back to Phoenix. Doesn't belong to a particular club. He's America's guest. He plays all over. He didn't really know exactly what the number was. I'm fine with him as an eight. I don't care. But now I've got to, I've got to weigh the differences of, like, I wouldn't want my buddy Kevin Self-report Nate, play at it, then win, and then have people go, yeah, but you were a six. I'm, pr- I'm trying to protect him, John Ronas. Uh, I'm with you. Know you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all know we're going to shoot 89 when the chips are down and we're yeah. all hung over. We're going to shoot way above our handicap. Yeah, but You're, technology's changed. You got app. Yeah. You got you got so many different apps to report your scores. You pay, I the, know. pay the 40 bucks a year. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, John's just shaking his head here. He's uh, That's on his list of things to pick yeah. up. See, this today. is your world you live it's in all world, day, every day, right? Just, it's laughable. It's just laughable. I mean... Look, he reported an eight because that's what he thought he is. He's actually a six, so he's a seven. 
I mean, it's end of story. We could split that's, it that way. And yeah. that's what I would say, because I said so. But then people are going to go, why didn't you lower this guy who had three good rounds? Because I didn't want to. <laughs> it's just, that's how to. we end the, end the conversation. They yeah. know it's over at that point. It's a, it's a fine line between that and just, you know, all the things that come up. Like there was an issue with one of the guys and where he said he was going to be this weekend with a third party that I don't talk to. And I'm like, well, I can't control where you say you're going to be if you're on a golf trip. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> but it's I, like... I got people who came up to me before the member guest saying, I know that he played three rounds over at these golf courses, and I don't see them reported on here. <laughs> and it was a guest. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, you're going to tell me that through the year, I'm going to try to track down every round of golf that a guest oh, played? Oh, Lord have you gotta mercy. you got to be kidding me. Just play your own game please just once anyway good to be here boys so let's uh let's start by talking about the salute military golf association um we got memorial day coming up here in two weeks so this is good to get ahead of it next week will be a full recap of the pga championship at oak hill uh cj tell me what smga is all about how you got to be a part of it and what has made you the proudest seeing what you guys do for our veterans uh, well, first, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, SMGA, the Salute Military Golf Association, we started back in 2006. Uh, started here in the D.C. area with the proximity to Walter Reed. And uh, and it started with basically, at the very beginning, just busing one, two veterans out to the only golf park where you mentioned uh, Jim Estes before was the uh, was teaching there. Oh. And, uh, and it started with uh, instructing veterans in basically – what it's all about is using the great game of golf as a rehabilitative tool for post 9-11 wounded and injured veterans, uh, mainly combat wounded veterans. And, um, and that extends anywhere from, you know, we've taught triple amputees how to play golf. Triple. Triple amputees how to play golf all the way to uh, PTSD and TBI or what, wow. we'd like, what, what we'd like to say is injuries that you can't see. Traumatic you know, brain injury. Tra- traumatic brain injuries. Um, so, um, that's what it's all about. It's about, um, getting out on the golf course, getting out on the range, getting a green grass and blue skies and using this great game that we love that, um, you know, is, you know, provides so much entertainment and joy for us, but also is, you know, relaxing, competitive, you know, I always say, yeah, it's very therapeutic and and that's what it's all about. And we've done studies on it that have, you know, over the years that have proven, you know, how, uh, therapeutic it is for our veterans or, you know, for anybody that, yeah. that needs this. Um, and a lot of people always, you know, they sit back and they joke and they go, this is the most stressful game ever. How, uh, you right. know, how could it, how could this game help? But it's, it's, you know, the, the kind of stress that we enjoy because you're around your friends. Fake the, stress. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and it's, it's, um, you know, the sense of the camaraderie, sense of community, and so what we basically do is, um, and like I said, it started with, you know, one or two out of Walter Reed, and we've grown now to where we have eight chapters all over the country, 24 different locations. We wow. serve we serve veterans in all 50 states, all U.S. territories, and um, where we don't have chapters and locations, we have our American Golfer Program. So any, if you're not, a veteran isn't in a uh, state where we have a chapter, a location where we have a chapter, they contact us. We find... Uh, you know, someone like uh, Ronis, who, um, you know, is certified to teach. We pair them up and we take care of it. So what basically what we do is uh, we teach golf. We have golf clinics throughout the country every Saturday morning. 
um, in the D.C. area here. It's at the Olney Golf Park in uh, Olney, Maryland. And basically what a clinic looks like, it's um, two hours, starts with some coffee and donuts, and then from 10 to 12, we have uh, several different uh, local PGA pros who uh, take their groups and we move all the veterans, uh, we, you know, break them up into different groups. They move them around from chipping to putting to short irons, long irons, drivers, that sort of thing. And then everybody sits down after the two hours and uh, they have a great lunch uh, that's catered, sponsored. And, uh, and again, great sense of community, great chance for the veterans to be around each other, interact with the pros. Once a, once a veteran goes through a series of six clinics, uh, they become a full-fledged member, and that means they're they get fully fitted, brand new set of clubs. We have partnerships with wow. ta- TaylorMade and Ping, and then also head to toe, uh, bag shoes, everything uh, with uh, Puma and Adidas. Uh, so you know apparel and all of that. So they're they're off and running, and that's at zero cost to the veterans. They're this entire program. So between the lessons to the clubs, the, uh, everything is at no cost to the veterans. And then after that, it's uh, they're part of the sustainment program. They can continue coming to clinics and taking lessons, but they we also place them in tournaments, whether they're tournaments that we run or tournaments that other charitable organizations run. Uh, we'll have them, you know, we're able to, to send them out and play. And, you know, some of them, as many as we'll have 24 veterans will play in these charitable tournaments. It gives them the opportunity to, you know, go out and interact with, other corporate members in the community uh, network and get around other uh, and typically on very nice golf facilities to be able to go play. And then we also have deals throughout the country with public and private courses that allow our veterans to come out and play at no cost or at very minimal cart fee costs. And uh, that that's, you know, essentially amazing. what the SMGA is all about. It's awesome. amazing. I mean, it's all you can say about it. I, I you know, we were four, I was at Woodmont when, when the thing pretty much started and, um, you know, you'd hear about it every week and they, they, that we, as PGA professionals, we volunteer over there and it started off small and it just became something that's tremendous. I, I, because of it, uh, became certified in amputee teaching amputees, which has helped me with, uh, different people in different situations. Um, it's just a tremendous passion that you guys put into that. And it's, so therapeutic for these young men and women because what we don't realize is that you know in world war ii you know and before that of course if someone was was in a proximity to a bomb or something like that they weren't coming home and now with the equipment that they wear i'm not going to say unfortunately because um you know they get to come home but they come home really banged up and um because they live and but it's sometimes with, with neither arm or an arm and a leg or whatever it may be. Thank God they come home, but they need, they need something um, competitive to do because these guys are so competitive and so regimented, men and women, um, that they need something. And this therapy that they're getting through golf that you guys are offering is, um, you know, it's just give your money, give your time if you can to organizations like this because when you see the faces of these men and women who come back, uh, it's worth every penny to it. Uh, yeah, the, one of the stories, I mean, Justin's story, there's so many great stories. Uh, the, the quick one that I'll give you is uh, we had a veteran named Stephen who uh, came back and, you know, was really not doing well and he had gone to a, a Skins game 
uh, in the Yellow Ribbon suite, and he had met a few other SMGA guys that were out there that happened to be in the suite for the game, and, and uh, he was just off by himself. He had uh, been paralyzed from the waist down um, coming back from Iraq, and he um, – and so he, you know, he's real down. A couple of our guys went over and said, hey, man, what's going on? And they said, what do you like to do? And he said, well, I used to like to play golf. Now, most of the men and women veterans who come through our program have never played golf before. In the case of Steven, he had, and he loved it. It was his favorite thing to do before he was injured. And he said, um, he said, I, I, you know, I used to love to play golf, but I can't freaking do that anymore. And they said, yes, you can. Nice. We have this program called the Salute Military Golf Association, and uh, we have a piece of equipment called the Paragolfer that if you don't have legs or you don't have use of your legs, it uh, basically you sit in it, it straps underneath your arms, like a seatbelt underneath your arms, and, uh, and there's two joysticks, and one of the joysticks raises you up to a standing position that allows you to free swing, and the other one takes you wherever you want to go onto the golf course, including onto the green mm-hmm. without wow. damaging the green. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's an amazing piece of equipment. And, uh, and so the following Saturday... His wife brought him out to the only golf park, and I strapped him in, and um, and we went out for the clinic, and uh, and immediately, Stephen lit up, you know, full smile, and he actually ended up chipping one in from about thirty five yards wow. in that first, and uh, and we broke, you know, for lunch, and I, you know, a couple hours later, I said, you know, hey, Stephen, you know, it's time to go in for lunch, and he was like, you know, if you don't mind, can I <laughs> can I just stay out here? Yeah, awesome, and. Uh, and so, yes, absolutely. So I stayed out there, you know, chipping with him for a while. And then we, you know, went in and, uh, and his wife just said, uh, you know, his wife was in tears and she said, you know, he's been home for six months and this is the first time that he's ever smiled. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've, they, they came back, but that person that left didn't come back and came to back see in that pieces, came yeah. back in pieces and it's not the same person. And no. to see that, that come back in a blink of an eye because they, they put something in their hand that they realized they could do that they thought they couldn't. I mean, the caregiver, you know, it's, it's great to see them, too, enjoy their person back again. Yeah. So it's, it's all cool stuff. I, I always like to say it's the best sport for a sense of accomplishment because, you know, if you're just starting it, you know, you swing and you miss, swing and you miss, then you make contact, that feels good. You know, then, you know, you hit a ground ball, you hit it straight, that feels good. Then eventually you hit it in the air. That yeah. feels good. Then eventually you hit it straight. That feels good. You know, you start getting up, and then you get on the golf course, and you learn how to play, and that feels good. And then, then you start paying attention to score, and you can elevate your score. Sure, you know, yeah. Your and then at 19, it all goes downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So what is the big event every year, and how can people who have heard this interview say, oh, yeah, I got this I can contribute, or I don't know what I can, but I'd like to find out, or I've got money, or I've got time, or yep. I've got bodies. What's your big event, and how else can people help this cause? So our biggest, uh, we have events you know, that we run throughout the country, but our biggest annual event that is in this area is the 17th, this year it's the 17th annual SMGA Charity Golf Classic that happens at Manor Country Club in Rockville, and that's coming up Monday, June 5th. Uh, we are sold out, and I'm pacing for, a record year, which is incredible and, uh, and really appreciative to everybody and the sponsors for that. But you can still uh, certainly participate in terms of a sponsorship or in terms of um, donations, uh, or we even need volunteers that day. We always do. Or if you have auction items, you have a beach house or a mountain house or 
rounds of golf or sports tickets, you know, those right. type of things that you like to have in silent auctions, certainly. So uh, smga.org is our website, and uh, or smga17.com is, uh, is that, and you can reach me. My, my info is on there to reach me directly. Uh, but for those interested in participating in another event like this, we have um, our third annual SMGA Vet Am coming up. Uh, it's actually on September 11th. It's our September 11th tournament, Argyle Country Club. And in that cool event, every group gets to play with a post-9-11 Purple Heart veteran SMG, wow. who's come through the SMGA program. So uh, that's, that's coming up. Um, that'll be on our website to register as soon as we get past this one. But that would be the biggest one. Yeah, the, the, just like any nonprofit, um, you know, our biggest need is, is fundraising, is money. The more money that comes in, the more programming that we're able to do for the veterans. We do have a waiting list across the country for, for veterans to come through the program. We're trying to get through that as quickly as possible. So the more resources that we can have, whether it's through corporate dollars or you running your own fundraiser, that helps. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've played in them. They're fun. I played in the first couple of them, I think. Yeah. It's, it's and, fun. It's and a number of our wonderful, brave, wounded veterans get really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Even with their disability. And so you will quickly not feel sorry for them when they're <laughs> yeah. beating you six and five oh, yeah. and, and out there on the golf course. And competitive. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Big time. Good. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for doing that. Oh, That's no. a, yeah, thank, awesome. thank you guys, man. Absolutely. It's I great the way it's grown. And you know what? It's kind of shocking and sad to think that only six years ago, this wonderful thing didn't exist. Mm. Think of the void pre-six years ago that you guys have stepped in and filled, which is a wonderful thing. All right, coming up, we'll talk some PGA Championship. Oak Hill, the redesigned Oak Hill. We can humble brag, can't we there, Mr. Ronas? Mm -hmm. We met the guy who did the redesign. No biggie, us and Andrew Green. We're We're tight. We'll talk about the PGA Championship, which is underway at Oak Hill on this weekend in May. Stay with us, the Capital Golf Gang. We are plausibly live from the Rockville store, now open right here off of Rockville Pike. Come on by. We got free golf balls signed. Just got to come and claim them, people. Let's go now, all right? Come on. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. Plausibly live from Golfdom here in Rockville, Zabe, John Ronas, Buddy Christensen, as well as Christopher Johnson of the Salute Military Golf Association. So, uh, true story, there was uh, a guy on my golf trip who said, oh, maybe we can not here who's leading the tournament and then after we're done playing come in and watch it on tape delay 
I said, are you crazy? We're going to be out on the golf course. Right, but I mean, we're going to be out on the golf course as a group of 16 guys until 7 p.m. minimum. No, you can't do with, that. With anymore. heavy drinking. So no, someone's going to be like, oh, on their phone. Great win. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's right. You used to be able to avoid it, right? You can't even avoid it. No, you can't. I mean, you can't. a text message Too many alerts across, or uh, Twitter yeah, yeah, or something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I said, well, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to have my iPad with me in the cart yeah. Catching glances of it as we right. go at along. low volume. Yeah, of course. At, of course, at low Very volume. low volume. The only way to go. All right, we're going to play a quick nine here. A lot of PGA Championship and Oak Hill stuff uh, in the mix here. So we start with the first hole. And this is just a very easy, gentle introduction. Hole number one. Now that the PGA is in May with three years under our belts, this is the fourth. How do you think it's working out? Ronis, you first. Interesting. I mean, they're wearing ski hats, so you got to just Day be... Day one, there was a frost. Got to be a little careful about the, the Northeast courses. Yep. Right. So, in that regard, I don't like to see them not be in the rota. So right, because that's be some careful. of the best venues. Great venues, Beth, right? When they had it at Bethpage the first year, it wasn't as cold as I recall. Yeah, but like we have skirted by it. We'd have our uh, alumni tournament up in Rhode Island every year on this past Monday. And there were no leaves on the trees ever. (laughs) And it was quite cold. Like you expected it to be Scotland cold, kind of. Did you move it? uh, Yeah. It's June 5th. (laughs) Very smart. Yeah, because it's nice. So um, look, it crept up on me a little bit. Like the Masters is over. I'm getting over that hangover. And all of a sudden, wow, PGA Championship. but I think it's a great spot for it. I How's really it do. working, buddy, for you? Love it. Love it. We've got, you know, Masters in April, U.S. Open in June. You had this big gap in between from a retail perspective trying to mm, right. create some excitement. Um, and, you know, and I and, and then actually what happened was by putting this in May, we got to move the players back to March. So now we got something in Early March. season. April, April May, May, June, July. July. We lose August. I'll give up August any day of the week to gain – a May tournament. Uh, CJ, I want to hear your thoughts before I weigh in. Uh, I echo exactly what Buddy said. If you move the players up, it, you know, there was too much of a gap there without. So it gives a spotlight to PGA. I think also, you know, it, everyone always thinks of Masters, U.S. Open, and the Open Championship are the three big ones. So when you had left the PGA as the fourth, it was just kind of a leftover major. Now it puts more of a spotlight on it. I like yeah. it. I don't know if I love it as much as I thought I would because August. Mm. I feel now four years in, we get off the ride in early July, and I'm like, all right, another month and a half of the golf season before football, and no more majors. FedEx, FedEx uh, oh, championship Oh, I know. We got done. the FedEx <laughs> Cup coming. Yay, in August. I don't care about that. <laughs> I think the problem of weather was a real one in that anywhere – you know, anywhere south of the northern tier of the country in August was a miserable, wet, soft, thunderstorm-laden disaster mm-hmm. most years. If they would just go to the northern courses, though, like go up to the Hazeltines, go back up to Oak Hill in August, mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. I think August is an opportune month to grab it for something because there's nothing going there's on There's nothing there. going on. I know. In August. I know. But anyway, that's but the way it is. I think they also look at it as it's vacation time. Kids are that is also ready true. to school. So I think, you know, it's probably in the right place. It's I probably in the right place. enough research. Yeah. Okay, hole number two. Sean Mikeel. Uh, a lot of features on him this week, Golf Channel, and very well done. 
poignant. He says, essentially, winning at Oak Hill when he was kind of a tour nobody, that it became a burden for him, a burden of expectations. Question, do you feel sorry for Sean Michael? Grow up. I mean, grow up. Yeah. Come on. Feel sorry for you that you want a major and it was a bur- You know what? Live up to it or check out. There's nothing wrong with either of them. Okay. Right? Check out the sport. Do something else. Sell gasoline. I don't care what you do, but, you know, it's not a burden. It's a, it, my, it's a blessing. Okay. So did you watch any of those features? No. Okay. I'll send you one. Maybe it'll change your mind. It. He talks in depth about it. He's now a golf coach buddy at um, Butler. Butler, thank That's you. That's a privilege, too. He, he's the assistant coach. Yeah. Yes, the assistant uh, coach at Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, do you feel sorry for him? No, not at all. But I thought, <laughs> I thought when he won, that was a really cool – it was uh, Chad Campbell, I remember, and it was a couple yeah. of no names in there. And Whatever yeah, happened uh, to Chad Campbell? Uh, oh, he's burdened. <laughs> he didn't get burdened. Chad he, Campbell's not burdened. No. Burdened. Was, uh, he also is not playing anymore on the tour so and say. didn't win. It was like, say. Yeah. He's, right. It was like Tim Clark, I think. Was it, it was Tim Clark? It was I feel so, like there was, yes, there was another, was right. like, yeah. another big You think thing. those guys wouldn't like to be burdened with that yeah. win? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Duffy Wall, or not Duffy, uh, Jason Duffner, who won it the next time it was there, do you think he's burdened because he didn't do squats? Well, he's burdened this week because he's not playing, right? Didn't he back out? I, I think, think so, not, yeah. I don't think he's Every time he's introduced, he's introduced as he's such and such PGA champion. Okay. Come on. CJ. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't feel okay. it. I, I saw the feature, and, and I was like. You're like, I come felt, on, dude. I felt like he was so soft. CJ's like, walking around with guys with one yeah, arm and yeah. one I, That's leg. true. That's I true. Was, <laughs> I thought he was, you know, incredible shot, but I thought he was so soft in, in that. I'm like, well, Yeah. No. I, I think it's a case, what you have to get your mind wrapped around is that you may achieve sporting greatness. You may make the tour, which is no small feat, right? Made the tour, was in a major, and was good enough one week to beat everybody that was out there. That's great. It's but amazing. that's it. You're, you're like a one-hit wonder in music. I once saw a great interview with Rick Astley. You know him? Yeah. 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 You know, never going to give you up, yeah. Rick the Rolling. old Rick Rolling. Yeah. Somebody asked him in an interview, they said, do you ever, like, think of that song? and just kind of roll your eyes or get fatigued or worn out by it. He goes, absolutely not. He said, that one song gave yeah. me everything I have in life. And, right. and whenever I'm at some music festival, and of course everyone's waiting for me to play it, I get up there, I can't wait to knock it out because I know they want me to give them the best rendition I can. That's he accepted attitude. his attitude Perfect. as a one-hit wonder. Right. I love it. Oh, yep. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, hole number three. If you could time travel to, say, 1901, I'm not sure I got the date right on this, but to meet a young Donald Ross, how old would Donald Ross be in 1901? Any idea? No. We could look it up. But let's just keep... Seven. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if you could time travel back to Donald Ross when he was 21 years old, how about that, and tell him, I'm from the future, and I have one piece of advice for you, what would that piece of advice be? Flatten out the greens. <laughs> Calm yeah. down on the greens? Well, because back then, there would be no idea that greens would be rolling at 10, 11, 12, 13. So you'd say, hey, Donnie boy, <clears throat> we're going to have machines and agronomy yeah. that'll blow your mind. These curves and humps and stuff Are unnecessary. Well, it just... At that it, point, they were. Right. We're just going to say, look, at some point, it'll be like slipping down a ice yeah. slope. Like, yeah. you, you calm it down. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, buddy. Well, first of all... If you said that to him, he'd say, so I guess they don't play their ma- any majors at my golf courses anymore. And we'd have to say, well, they do. But um, <laughs> so, you know, I think I, I'm okay with that. I, th- the one thing, he's just on the East Coast. 
but he moved around. He was in Canada a little bit. I'd say maybe go a little more out west. Oh, do okay. a few courses out west. Okay. See what you got CJ? there. CJ? He would have been 28 in 1901. Is that right? Yeah. How do you uh, know that? I just looked it up. Nice. No. Um, I couldn't even have done that math. <laughs> I didn't even see you look it up over there. <laughs> one very good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the the hump greens are the only thing I can think of that I would tell him. You know, Calm put, it down a bit? Put more halfway houses in. I would tell him, well, I'd tell him two things. I'd say, one, trademark the living chisel out of your name. Because, oh. you know. Yeah, I'd be smart. You, like you and yeah, your family yeah. and your heirs, like don't let anyone twitch saying Donald Ross this, Donald Ross that. I'm like, get a good logo, merchandise it, lock that down. Yep. And I would also say, try to find a young boy named Tom Fazio and strangle him in the crib because he's going to come <laughs> along and mess up half of your good designs. You're right. And then, and then someone else is going to have to come back in like Andrew Green and put him back to the way you want. You had yeah. him originally. Yeah. Or Reese Jones. Yeah. Or, yeah, not Fazio. <laughs> I like Fazio. Yeah. Reese Jones. Reese Jones. Uh, find a young man named Reese Jones. Yeah. Just t- don't kill him. But take right. baby Reese Jones to another continent. Yeah. And let him become <laughs> a goat. Take him out west. Put <laughs> <laughs> him in California. Hole number four. Straight up. Would you make DJ and Brooks captain's picks for the Ryder Cup? No. Because? I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> do you like, no, do you no, like would, to win? DJ, no. DJ, I actually would have no problem. Uh, Why? Why? He just seems to be a lovable dope, okay. you know, where he's not going to cause any commotion in the locker room. Brooks or is an exhausting dope. They're Brooke, both dopes. They're good for well, each other. Brooks They're- is just exhausting to everyone. <laughs> he's just a baby, and he's a victim. And DJ's just walking around like, oh, just want to get uh, some yeah. money. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if I could, but right. I don't know. Well, uh, buddy, I would you? you, you got to take them if, if, if they should be there. Now, if Brooks was on the regular PGA Tour and had not qualified, right, would you take them there? You'd make the same decision now, I think. Mm-hmm. You'd look at it and say, okay, we want him on the team because we think he can perform, or we don't want him on the team because he, he might detract. And I think you use that still. And, and you might land on DJ's in and, and Brooks is out. How is it that they're eligible for our team, but that it's not for the European side? I, I don't know that it's set. Oh, it's not set necessarily? I don't think so. Okay. I think they're, they're, that's starting to come up, and there's some chat. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and in Rockville. Now back to the show. Better about it? Oh, okay. And I think there's some guys, from what I'm hearing, on the U.S. team that are pushing for them to allow them to play, huh. that, but I don't think they've made that final decision. All right, CJ. Yeah, and I think Zach Johnson said something like, if if they're eligible, you know, I'm certainly interested in in having them. I mean, I think the jury's still out. I think if you said the decision had to be made today, you'd take them, especially Brooks, considering how he played in the major. Right. But you got to look at the next th- three majors, how this weekend plays out, and then the next two. And if they're if they're there, they're you know top 15s, you know, then they're they should be there. Well, and that's a very good point. 
because they they were unbelievable at the Masters yeah, compared like, to what we thought they might be, right? Yeah, like, sure. Like I, I I don't care what they do in the live tournaments. The it's the you know what the tournaments they can play against the best in the world, and if they show up in the next three majors this weekend, then yeah, they should be there. Absolutely. Yeah, I so, think I I think I'd say no. I think I'd say no. You made your bed, live in it. No no offense, but you know this Ryder Cup, we want to win, but it's an exhibition. It was founded by Samuel Ryder as an exhibition. It's going to be an exhibition. It's going to be compelling golf whether you're there or not. We'd like to win. We could probably still win without you, but have fun over there. You made your choice. My my biggest thing is that I think you end up, uh, if you make that decision, you end up crushing the European side more than the American side. Oh, really? And you crush the whole thing because if you end up having more Europeans go to live. Who who are the European live guys that are good enough and young enough that they would miss out on? uh, Can you you name some? uh, None. Is... uh, because a lot of them are really they're, the they're guys. President's Cup guys. They're yeah. the South American guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other guys have aged out. Yeah, they're, they're pretty aged much out. aged they're out. Totally oh, aged so, out. Yeah. Um, uh, McDowell, Sergio, Poulter. Yeah. I, I think if you yeah, eliminate it's a, yeah. it's a lot of President's Cup guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, are, that are on that are in li- that have gone yeah, to live. Yeah, South America is like, a strong one. If, if okay. you eliminate yeah. all live guys from the Ryder Cup, that will hurt the US team. Depth more. more than it would hurt yeah. the Okay. All right. Well we'll see what happens. My gut is they're gonna let them in. When it's all said and done. Uh, hole number five. Speaking of Liv, Rory, the shadow commish, as Mr. Gould calls him, has decided to stop answering any and all questions about the new Liv tour. Smart move? Yes. By Rory? Yes. Overdue, maybe? He took on too much. Uh, golf requires a tremendous amount of mental energy as well as physical energy that people don't realize. And he took on too much, and um, he paid for it. Ability minus distractions equals, equals performance. performance. That's a John Rona's signature mm-hmm. phrase that pays distractions, big distractions. Big distractions, about and again, his ability hasn't gone anywhere, but if his ability creeps down just a notch and the distractions creep up at the same time, then you get a week off at Harbortown. <laughs> Three million dollars down the drain Don't for win. that. Yep, yep. Uh, buddy. I, I overdue, I think, and I think he did talk about it too much, put him in a spot where he became hypocritical with that harbor town, he didn't kind of live up to what he was saying we all need to do. And maybe if he wasn't so boisterous from the beginning, he wouldn't have been stuck in that, yep. that position. All right. Uh, CJ. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I want to see him back to playing at the highest level, and I'd say pass it on to your big, big brother. He's Tiger's not playing. Let, let t- Tiger be the one? Yeah, let Tiger speak up. I, they can't get a mic in front of him, CJ. He's never out. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that, that would be what I would say. If you need a, a player – to be out in front on this, and you, you know, week after week, or at least at these uh, elevated right. events, when the press keeps asking, let Tiger do it. I think the problem is Rory is so genuine and accommodating to the media. He'll mostly answer what's asked, mm-hmm. and that's always dangerous, you know. I don't. I just think we don't need to have the questions anymore. But what's the, done is done. Well, it's but here's the thing: you can't stop the writers from asking the questions they're gonna ask especially if a live player wins this weekend oh yeah and it just elevates it i just i I think you have to just say guys you know what i think we've answered all the questions i think we're just hashing over the same questions and i think you have to get a little bit more creative with your art look i respect you as (laughs) oh now you're being antagonistic but no i think you have to get a little bit more creative with with what we're going after here because it's just that whole thing the fight against guy up against guy is not important to them. The tour players all like each other. 
So it's not really that important. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think there's that animosity. So if you almost bring it up that way, like, look, guys, it's really no big deal to me what those guys are doing. They're doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing. And then then you stop asking. Rory's fine with Live Tour. Yeah, they love money. See, they'll spin it the way they want to spin it. That's the thing. That's okay. He is fine. You did have, like, that one moment in the Netflix where Rory was like, F Phil. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. Make sure that's in there. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's probably long overdue. Uh, he was a bit curt about it this week, but yeah. Speaking of the Live, they, uh, they had a really good tournament in Tulsa, great names, playoff, and they cut away from several of the major affiliates with the playoff in progress because they went over there a lot of time. How, how bad is that? Uh, New York ran Heidi? New York, yeah. yeah New yeah, York they, ran replays of Penn and Teller. Oh, my Buffalo God. ran the infomercials for skin uh, care. The Goldbergs on repeat yeah. ran in Miami, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Even and, and in they, Tulsa, yeah. and the this, CW affiliate in Tulsa and, and, said, we got to go. And it was DJ and Brandon Grace and Cam Smith. Yeah. Oh, they were in they, the, they, they, had, were, they, they were battling they it out. Yeah. And they literally came on and they said, if you're watching right now, please go to YouTube. Or our app. Or the app. Who yeah. won? DJ, uh, DJ, DJ won. won. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll text you the winners because your interest level is so minimal you can't have me bothered to see no. it on the web. No. I'll text you. I'm like, hey, not. four aces won again, man. I might not read that text either. <laughs> Fireballs. Four aces. Also, Great the Live Tour said, said this week they're no longer going to report U.S. television numbers. So they're well, like, yeah, well, let's not. We're like, just not going to talk. Let's about pack this. it. Not in. like they're the ones that have to report them. See, like, we, if you just well, stop they, answering questions, no. Apparently, fold. apparently, you can't see them somehow. I, you would oh, think really? that Nielsen would be yeah. able to look at them. Yeah, but I don't. They must have some deal with the CW that keeps them under wraps. I don't know. Mm, Either way, uh, hole number six. Brooks Kepka said uh, to Barstool Sports this week that he quote choked at the Masters. Is this healthy? Mr. Ronis, for a pro to say about himself. Negative uh, self-talk. No. It's not healthy. No, that, to that degree. Okay. To that degree. I think real, to be a realist is one thing, but um, no. No, you, you actually, in this game, because it's so torturous, you have to be able to not give yourself excuses, but give yourself the reasons, the facts, other than, I think choke is a cop-out, because I don't think he did choke. I don't either. I don't think he was prepared for because of the live tour for four days at that level of competitiveness um, and his game, you know, he's still coming back from an injury. So I really think you could sit in the mirror and say, yeah, I did really, really well. But to get to where I want to get to, here are the things that I have to work on. Saying you choked is just, it's almost like saying, you know, I'm really good. I'm, I'm good enough to do this stuff, but I just mentally or I whatever choke in your mind is, I didn't cut it that day. And that's, I think it's a cop out actually. Yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think he. Uh, but we we saw him peeled back in that Netflix. That, that oh, was he was killing himself see, in the Netflix yeah. thing. So you, but I stink. You, I can't play with these guys. Yeah, and you, you never really felt like he would be that way, right? No. It, the confidence he showed. So um, maybe that's how he, you know, works. He probably works a little differently than most people. I think we He's we can baby. agree to that. But is uh, he a baby? Maybe that's how He's he. Baby. Maybe that's CJ, how he, when you see Brooks Kepka, what do you see? Well, I would say on this, it doesn't really bother me because it's not a team sport. It's an although he 
now he plays a team sport in his <laughs> yeah. league. But on the four it, leaf you know, clovers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but in the yeah. Masters, it's it's not a it's not a team sport. If, if so, if he wants to say it, he can say it. He can say it. It doesn't it doesn't bother me if that's yeah. his way. It's that's his motivator or whatever. I don't I don't really care. It doesn't. If it's if he was in a team game and he said that, I'd be little weary of that guy as my teammate. But. Okay. Because I believe Chase, the guy's ultra talented. Chase Kepka's got to be nervous since he's on his team now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <He's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, is he on the four aces, Kepka? I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't no, know if it's the four aces. No, he's not on the, the four he's aces. Not. He's on his own team. I don't know what yes. it is. Oh, really? Because uh, he's got to rope his brother in. Team. Uh, he's got yeah, Team Kepka. Yeah. yeah, Team Kepka's. It's me, on. myself, and I. That's <laughs> <laughs> what team he's on. Do you think he has a mental – do you guys think he has a mental coach? And if that mental coach is his does. coach, does he second as his, like, Louis Vuitton shopper? You know, I'm a mental coach slash hairstylist. I, I think he probably does have a mental coach, and I think he needs to work on it. Like, okay. look, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I think, I think the guy's incredibly talented, but I think you use choke as a cop-out. All right. DJ this week said, hole number seven on quick nine. DJ said he hurt his back earlier this year, and some reporter said lifting a kid. And DJ laughed and said, yeah, no, maybe lifting a bigger kid, perhaps. And then the entire press room erupted in laughter at the obvious visual connotation. Was this one of the funniest press conference moments we've had on the PGA Tour in a long time? I didn't see it. Oh, you got to see it. It's classic. I mean, I can you saw it, right? Yeah, I mean, one, I'm envious. (laughs) And and two, even when DJ isn't even trying to be funny, he's had some of the better, like the uh, post-Ryder Cup Cup press conference when he was bombed. And JT and Spieth and them were sitting behind him, and they just couldn't stop laughing at everything. (laughs) He just kept rolling with it. So, you know, he's had some press conference gems, and that was right up there. Did he have one at the British Open where it was just – I forget he said something was like – I don't even know what country Britain's in. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. about right. Fits. Yeah. Yeah. something about right? Fits. That's a good one right there. Yeah. Uh, DJ seems to be the most equipped to deal with perhaps being on this rival tour that's not liked because he is such a beautiful blank slate of a mind. You know? That's a, that is so kind, the way you just put that. <laughs> that is a true professional. A lot of people who say they don't care, like, I don't care. I don't care. Well, they really care. Oh, he doesn't. No, he really doesn't. No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's supposed to care about. I don't believe that he even made the decision to go there (laughs) on his own. I mean, she made made it for him. This is what we're doing. We're taking 150 million up front. And and, we'll figure everything out later. And you're going to tell him, like, you don't care about everything. You have no legacy because you're a moron. What was the fishier explanation? That or him missing the master that one year because of a slip in his socks in the garage going to get the garage door closed or the windows closed because there was a rainstorm oh it's yeah. Oh, my back yeah right yeah yeah that something was, yeah. that was like an ups- upside down pineapple story I think. yeah so might have been hole number eight jason day winner last week very good to see everyone loves jason day which aussie though has had the better career jason day or adam scott both have one major but they're well liked whose whose career is better adam scott because he's been more consistent Okay. Yeah, but Jason Day's got a lot of career left. So okay. I don't think we should call it on him yet, but I think uh, Adam Scott's more marketable. I don't know. Does he's Day's... A, he's wears brown He now. should be more marketable. It is. is he yeah. kind of blew he, that up. I don't know what, really what he did. did. He just yeah. became he, a slug. Yeah. 
He could have been kind of that fashion piece that, that yeah. Led he's the, tour. the Jake from the, State the, Farm of the PGA Tour. Yeah, the swing could be a dreamboat wearing these totally slamming clothes, and he's got khakis. Right. He could be. I mean, he could have no shirt on. The guy's like, uh, I like him. <laughs> brown. When he goes into his closet, Adam Scott, brown on white. Oh, yeah, loving it. Let's <laughs> brown go. Brown on brown. Brown on brown. Dark and brown. <laughs> it's and fascinating. White. Yeah. It's like, what are you driving but for I, UPS? You know, I saw Jason Day's interview uh, yesterday. Um, he's very, very thoughtful. Yes, he's very, and probably a little bit too much for the normal person to take. Well, better to be more like Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very. Who do you like better? I like. I don't like either. I mean, I don't dislike either of them, but I don't like. I like. Root for I like. I like them both. Although, poor Adam Scott. You know, Adam Scott's putting has apparently never, hadn't been better in the last couple of years statistically. I still, CJ, wouldn't trust him to make any putt of consequence if he's in the mix down the stretch. Just wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about to this day, I mean, it's got to be so close. But I, I think that Scott's had the better career. But I think Day. He's like, what is Day, six years younger than him? And if he yeah. finally has gotten his game back and he's actually healthy, like Day's going to win a lot. You would I mean, think, yeah. From now from now on, if he's actually healthy, I mean, if, if his back will hold up, because he was poised to win multiple majors until he got he injured was, there. Well, he, he was the vertigo next guy. Vertigo, too. Yeah. Vertigo, yeah. back injury, a bunch of stuff. Wow. Buddy, your thoughts? Well, Adam Scott I, has had a better career to this point. He's played for five or six, like you said, five or six years longer. Um, Day has a little more excitement to him. Scott's very robotic. Um, I like Day more than I like Scott, but Scott's had a better career than okay. Day, so to this point, well, I uh, wish them both the best because yeah. uh, I like them both. Yeah. Um, all right, what is, hole number nine, last one? What is the greatest single PGA Championship highlight of all time? And there's been uh, quite a few. Mm-hmm. I think Tway was a Tway, Tway holling out at Inverness. That would, on one, Greg would come head. to me. Okay, for a shot. Standard yeah, sure. definition, though. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then whatever hop I mean, he was doing. Yes. Was, okay, but yeah. he's a scrub. I got one. I don't know if you guys are going to get it. Well, so I was at the 99, I believe, uh, at Medina PGA, Tiger versus uh, Sergio. Sergio. And yeah. Sergio running and doing the scissor kick running up that hill. That would be maybe cool. one of the best highlights. It didn't result in a win for him. No, it didn't. Tiger got, ended up winning. But I, That's a great but, highlight, great but, visual. But the John Daly winning that year – Maybe not as a What's the highlight, shot. though? Give me the highlight. The highlight is... Was him yeah. walking yeah. up the yeah. 18? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just, it, you know, the highlight from that was... I mean, you, you talk about, like, um, McKeel, you know, and obviously that shot, but McKeel, nobody knows who he is. Like, Daly is the ultimate underdog in all of sports. Like the for, guy, that the one, guy, for that one especially. That's, yeah. well, no, that's what I mean. Just yeah. for that one tournament. But you're talking story, CJ. Yeah. I want the highlight, the visual. Yeah, well, the, so visual, the towel is a great one. Good, but the visual, it, was that Tiger walking? That's, the, that's what I was going to say. Oh, my goodness. Valhalla, Tiger versus Bob May. Oh, yeah. 16th wow. hole, three-hole playoff. Yeah. Putt's going in, and he sees it, and he's got his little yeah. crook finger. Uh, bang. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. And then and Stevie, comes in. In, Stevie comes in behind him with his flag in tow like he's a cavalry. Cavalry no, rider on no a horse bib. with it flying. <laughs> Everything off. Yeah. Everything Crowd's going bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Poor yeah, Bob was... May, this nobody's like, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> well, th- th- <laughs> I, I don't think I'm winning this he thing that now. A long well, time thank ago. God Bob May didn't win because he would, he would have been burdened, burdened by it. Yeah, it would have <laughs> ruined his career. <laughs> there would be trinkly piano, rich yeah. learner pieces now, yes. years from now, like, oh, poor guy. Uh, so poor many Bob. rando winners. Yeah. I mean, Rich Beam. 
Yeah. Daily. I mean, daily. For a while, uh, the PGA McKeel, was like that. But Y.E. Yang. Yang beat yeah. Tiger, the only one to really beat Tiger. Yeah. Like, You know, you got close with Rich Beam because he was a big yeah. fan favorite at the Kemper CJ, so you yeah. knew him a little bit. Yeah. He said his stupid little dance when he won at Medina or at, at but, Hazeltine. He said he didn't know what to do. He didn't even yeah. think he was going to win, so he's like, oh, okay. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. like a little silly little dance. All right. Well, I'm sure we missed some, and we'll hear from it uh, via email or Twitter, and we thank you for all the feedback on that. Okay, coming up, we got odds and ends. Final segment here, Capital Golf Gang, plausibly live from the Rockville store of Golfdom, uh, right out here on Rockville Pike, including a podcast I heard with a guy with a putting scheme. Very interesting. I got to share that with you. That's next. Don't go away. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. We are back in a stunning upset. Nobody rolled by the Rockville store here to claim the ball retriever and the iron covers from last week or the autographed uh, ball that is available just by coming in and mentioning you heard it right here on the Capital Golf Gang. Whether you listen on WJFK Saturday morning, 7 a.m., or if you downloaded it via your podcast stream or wherever you get your podcast, the Capital Golf Gang. Buddy, are we going to keep this thing rolling? Let's let's get it going. Let's uh, like we got carry it over. ready for somebody. Yeah. This is the official weekend. This is the, the official opening, right? grand opening yeah. weekend. Yes. Okay. All right. When you're so, listening to this on Saturday, it'll be day two of the three-day grand opening. All yeah. takes coming to the Rockville store here in the what plaza again? This is Pike Center. Pike, Pike Center Plaza, yeah. Rockville Pike Golf. To look it up on your GPS. You just come right in the door with a swagger like Vince McMahon. Go right up to the counter and go, I want that I want that free ball retriever and those club uh, head covers. They'll be there. They'll either say, well, here they are. Or Finally, somebody came in. Or they'll be like, no, nah, you're a little bit late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the yeah. fifth guy today that wanted those. Yeah. Well, we yeah. got we got some signed golf balls. We have signed Dave, golf balls Dave as a consolation prize. Yeah. And then when you're in here, you can go browse around and see what's Absolutely. going on. So I was listening to a podcast uh, by Tom Coyne. Ever hear of Tom Coyne? No. C-O-Y-N-E. He's written a bunch of books about golfing different places. He's very thoughtful. I'm kind of envious. He wrote a book called, a course called Scotland. Mm. And you know what he did? He basically walked across Scotland and played golf all over the place. Good for him. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. Very jealous of that. He's a Philly guy, which I overlook, CJ, because there are good guys from Philly. Yeah, right? few. And he has a podcast, and so he was interviewing this guy by the name of Mark Sweeney. Mark Sweeney is the inventor of Aimpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I caution you, John. 
Ronas, you grumbling about aim point. Do not, under any circumstances, listen to this interview. No, I won't. Because, because it was getting me triggered. It was getting my blood boiling. Now, to Sweeney's credit, he has a lot of people doing this method. He made a claim that some 50% of winners on all three tours have been using Aimpoint in the last year. And I said, boy, I'd love to see some backing on that. But whatever. You know, he said he's a, he's a computer guy who says he once missed a putt and a, a member guessed. And he couldn't believe it broke that way. And he's like, there's got to be a better way. And so he sat down and he got his math out and his computer and he figured out the system where you could judge the slope by standing there with your eyes closed and then it's a 1%, 2%, 3% and then you use your fingers to line it up. He says it doesn't take extra long. It's no longer, it's shorter to do this than it is to read a green traditionally that and he kept hammering home. Oh, I know. Like his confidence level in this podcast was a 76 on a scale of 1 to 10. It was punchably confident. I'm like, okay, just shut your mouth. Oh, the read is good. I know the read is good. And, you know, he kind of downplayed all these other aspects of putting, such as you still got to make a good stroke. You still got to calm the nerves when it really matters. You know, and he talks about, well, we also adjust for this, and we do have a formula for green speeds, and I'm thinking, all right. And wind, too, by the way. It's like, well, you know, we have adjustments for wind and green speed. And I'm like, how is the average guy going to know the green speed accurately or I mean, the wind? Go to John play, to get a lesson we, and then, figure and out how to figure all this stuff. play golf in under 12 hours? So he I don't says, have to ride around the golf course and say, excuse me, but uh, you're he four says, holes behind. He says, he says, he goes, he goes, no, I tell you, my, my method takes lie. half as much time as reading it from three angles like you normally do, and I know the read is good. The read is good. Read's so, solid. It's a lie. I'll tell you a great story. I was, I was, this is not cutting into my two minutes. No, it's not. This, I'm at Shenandoah Valley. My son's, on Monday when we were supposed to play Zabel, went out with my son to play Shenandoah Valley. I'm waiting for him to get a hot dog. I'm looking at a guy. He's literally 10 feet away from me. He's hitting four-foot putts, the same exact four-foot putt. And each time he got behind it and plumbed it, and then he putted it. And he made it sometimes, and he missed it sometimes. He was hitting the same putt, and he was plumbing it every time he put the ball down. Like it's changing somehow <laughs> on the 10th time. But that's what we see out on the golf course. So imagine this guy playing in front of you. He had to fine tune his plumbing. Oh, I'm, my goodness. Uh, the podcast Brutal. can be found on the Golfer's Journal, which is a, a really good magazine slash media organization, the Golfer's Journal. And Tom Coyne's the guy. Again, Mark Sweeney might be a nice guy when you finally meet him, but he came off as so punchable in this podcast because he was so <laughs> confident, and it was just downplaying all these other variables and putting that come into play. And the biggest variable is that most reads are right edge or left edge, right, CJ? Mm. We've done some caddying. Yeah. That's all it is. Caddy didn't major. Yeah. It's right <laughs> edge, left edge, firm, or diet in, and it all depends. Well, there's so, a million different things that come into play for all of it, and this – Two fingers up is not going to do it, yeah. or three fingers, or whatever it is, right. is not going to do it. Anyway, I hope he's a rich man because of the system. He, he was asked, like, well, yeah, how do you make money off of it? And he said, well, we own the trademark, and, you know, you can't claim you're a certified Aimpoint instructor unless you've gone through our certification. And I'm like, okay, well, it's probably making yeah, some money off of this. Anyway, it. why don't you come up with one, Pro? Come up with uh, a system. I'll, I'll come up with it. Stand I'll there, the- look at it, say, I've done this <laughs> 200 million times. I'm going to say it's... Two inches outside left, go ahead and put it. No, it's got to be, you know, backed. The thing it's gotta be it is, backed by science. It, no, it science. isn't. Science. If you pick, you can pick a putt and it's four inches or two inches, and you can make 
that putt, whether you hit it at four or two, depending on the speed. That's true. So you can't tell me there's one read. You cannot tell me there's one read. No, the read's good. We, we'd run the math on this. The no, read's good. That's what he said. You cannot Mark's- tell me. I can have a six-inch variance, maybe even more, that I can make that putt. So there is not one read. No. Anyway. Come All right. On. Uh, two minutes left for everybody here around the horn. Ronus, what do you got? I want to say, look, I'm in the golf business. I sell golf clubs. Come to me and get fit for golf clubs or buy some golf clubs. But let me tell you something. This place is awesome, buddy. Thank you. So Buddy's nice enough to sponsor our show, and I'm not saying it because of that. But the, the Golfdom store in, in Tyson's and then this one in Rockville, which is very easy to get to. Great parking, by the way, it which is. I like. Yeah. I don't have to walk very a mile exciting. to get right. in here. Yep. This is outstanding. You have it set up. It's, it's clinical. It's like, a, it's like a surgery room here. You have great people so far that I've met in here. Well done. Thank you Thank as you. a golf professional for providing this service to... Look at all these shafts back here. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what insane. half of them do. <laughs> Thank you. But this Look is Look at all these golf shafts back here. Because us PGA professionals are out there to... To grow the game, well, this is growing the game as well. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. And we like to work in uh, in conjunction with the, the local pros because thank you for what you do for the game too. Yeah, but well. but from our standpoint, we're, we're really excited about this spot. It's, um, it's, it's a nice open feel. We're still filling it up with product, um, but we think we have the right combination of, you know, a, a very nice – fitting bay that we have that we're sitting in here, a couple other bays to the left, all with simulators. Um, and then, you know, the apparel selection that, that we brought in, uh, the putting well in the middle of the store and, and all the product that we have in there. So very, very excited. Um, grand opening weekend this, this weekend through Sunday. Um, and then we'll, of course, be open from there on out. So we're here anytime, but, but some extra festivities this weekend. So all Thank right. you guys for supporting it. No problem. In Annapolis too, right? Yeah, we've got the uh, the store renamed up there in Annapolis Golf. Oh, Annapolis. awesome! Yep. Yep. CJ, you're going right from here to what is effectively the largest annual yep. gathering of ex Redskins on the planet, which is a wonderful thing. It's called the Mickey Steele Golf Tournament out of Queenstown Harbor. I've been able to play in it. Sadly, I've missed it these last several years because our tournament down in Pinehurst has selected this honey hole weekend between Mother's Day and Memorial Day. And they have this as well. So it breaks my heart I'm not there. But you're there, and you get to reconvene with a lot of ex-Redskins. You get to play poker, eat crabs out on the crab deck. Tell me how fun this tournament is for you every year. Yeah, that was going to be my two minutes, exactly where I was going. It, it benefits the Andrew Rippon Cantor Foundation. It benefits Special Olympics of Maryland, and it benefits SMGA, us as well, Salute Military Golf Association. And it's uh, – it's about as fun of a two days as you can get for people who grew up Redskins fans, Caps fans, Orioles fans in the area. I mean, you're talking the best of the best from the Super Bowl teams. Daryl Green, Russ Grimm, Joe Jacoby, Jeff Bostick, Mark Rippon, Jay Schrader, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders flies into town. I mean, you name them down the line of the best of the best of the glory, the legends. And then the Caps, Rod Langway will be there. Michael Ruzioni from the uh, oh, 1980 wow. Miracle and Ice team is there. Uh, you know, Rick Dempsey, you know, World Series MVP is always there. And it's just the most incredible couple days out in Kent Island and at Queenstown. 
uh, on both the river and the lakes course, and it's just uh, it's awesome. Everybody's and these guys there. are not behind red velvet ropes, where it's like don't no. talk to them. You're rubbing elbows, having a beer, and they'll they'll tell you stories. You have oh. unearthed so many stories about ex Redskin teams back along the way. You're like, wow, that happened. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, Ron Steele and the guys out there, Mickey's uh, brother, they've they've done incredible this year. Uh, John Allen, Tressway, Jack Del Rio. Uh, so a number of the, the current Kendall Fuller, a number of the current guys are there as well. Billy Kilmer is always there every year. So, I mean, yeah, legends, Kilmer. legends <laughs> so upon great. legends upon legends are, are there. And it's, uh, it's the biggest collection of Super Bowl champions, you know, and champions around that, that you'll find. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's great. All awesome. right. Well, boys, good run today, this week, as always. And uh, it's the season, man. Play now before it gets too hot and full of bugs, which you know <laughs> and play it's going to And then play going to happen. Too. Not in D.C. area. Come yeah. on into the uh, golf team here in Rockville, also Annapolis, and, of course, back in Tyson's, where we'll be next week to recap the PGA Championship. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the Capital Golf Gang. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com that's c-z-a-b-e at yahoo.com and for free swag we're all an extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts